Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. A young woman complained about a shuttle van driver who took her home from the airport. A few days later, there was a violent confrontation that left both the passenger and the driver dead. Police first thought the incident was revenge. But the blood patterns, an old hammer, and a hastily scrawled note told forensic scientists something entirely different. In August of 1995... 32-year-old Donna Winger and her infant daughter Bailey flew into the St. Louis airport after spending a week in Florida visiting her parents. During the ride home, the shuttle van driver, Roger Harrington, drove erratically and exceeded the speed limit. He also said he heard voices telling him to kill people. At home, Donna documented the details of the incident. I felt as if my life and the life of my daughter were in the hands of a nut. When she and her husband reported the incident to the shuttle van company, Harrington was suspended. The wingers hoped that would be the end of their involvement with Roger Harrington. But they were wrong. This is Springfield Police. What is your emergency? Emergency. Emergency. I just saw this man in my house. He's inside your house. my house. My wife. Where's the man at? He's laying on the floor. Is he dead? I don't know. He's making weird sounds. Is the man still in your house? Yes, he's laying there on the floor with a bullet in his head. Did you shoot him? Yes, I shot him. He was killing my wife. Please, my baby's crying. My baby's crying. I gotta go. I'll call you right back. When police arrived, they found Donna Winger face down on the dining room floor. Roger Harrington lay a few feet away on his back. Paramedics rushed them to the hospital where they were both pronounced dead on arrival. Mark Winger told police he was in the basement when he heard a commotion upstairs. He grabbed his pistol, ran into the hallway, saw Harrington beating his wife with a hammer and killed him. Mark blurted out, this is the man that's been stalking my wife. This is the man who's been harassing my family. We did ask Mark why Roger would be over at his house on that day. Mark said that he had no idea. Police found Roger Harrington's car parked in front of the Winger house. 
Donna's handwritten account of what happened in the van with Harrington was on the refrigerator door. That was the one piece of evidence that Donna spoke to us through, and that was supportive of Mark's facts. A background check revealed Harrington had a history of mental illness and had twice been hospitalized for psychiatric treatment. He was an individual that, like many Americans, have a mental illness, and it was being addressed. The hammer Harrington used to attack Donna Winger had been on the dining room table. Donna wanted a picture hung in the house. To remind Mark to hang, hang the picture, she placed the picture and the hammer on a table uh, so Mark would remember to hang the picture. Also on the table were Harrington's coffee mug and a pack of cigarettes. Police speculated that Harrington sought revenge for the winger's complaint. Immediately determined that it was more plausible that a mentally ill subject had attacked Donna and uh, killed her. When the investigation was over, Mark Winger was called a hero for trying to save his wife. The newspaper published a letter Mark Winger wrote thanking the community for its support. Roger Harrington's family refused to believe it. Well, I never have ever seen Roger be violent to anybody. Four years later, forensic evidence came to light that raised new questions about what really happened that day in the Winger's home. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. At Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital in Hollywood, Florida, Donna Winger's family established a memorial playroom in her memory. We are making goodness from evil tonight. Mark Winger, thankfully, has straightened his life around, but only after many, many months of difficult adversities and tribulations. Back in Springfield, Illinois, Mark Winger married his daughter's nanny, Rebecca Simic, and together had three more children. Although four years had passed, Donna Winger's best friend, Deanne Schultz, was still having a difficult time. She was suffering from such a deep depression, she had to be institutionalized. She was given electroconvulsive therapy to treat her depression. 
probably the most extreme measure you can go to to try to become well. She was on uh, numerous medications for it. She was not getting any better. One day she tells her doctor, this is what I know. This has been burdening me. This is what I know. The doctor says, you've got to tell someone about this. Her story was devastating. Deanne told us that she had an affair with Mark Winger prior to and after the murders taking place. Deanne said her depression was caused by her suspicions about Donna's death. The motive was that he wanted out of the marriage and Deanne was under the impression because rings had been purchased that at some point that they would be married. But after Donna's death, Mark didn't marry Deanne as she had hoped. Instead, he married his daughter's nanny. Mark obviously says she's making all this up. And it's all just an effort to get back at him because they're no longer together. She is the, uh, the, the, the jilted individual. Hotel receipts and telephone records confirmed Deanne's claims of the affair. And police were faced with another discrepancy. Mark Winger told police he had fired two shots into Roger Harrington, but a neighbor reported hearing a pause of perhaps five minutes in between the two shots. The recording of the 911 call Mark Winger made to police told a similar story. Is the man still in your house? Yes, he's laying there on the floor with a bullet in his head. He says there's a man in there and he has a bullet in his head on the 911 tape. If you listen to it, it's there, a bullet. In the background, you can hear a man moaning. Was it possible that while Mark was on the phone, he realized that Harrington was still alive, hung up, and then shot Harrington a second time? Lieutenant Doug Williamson always had nagging doubts about Mark Winger's story. But at the time, his superiors disagreed, and the case was closed. Most people at the police department that were there on the scene thought that Mark's story was true. And Williamson was also bothered by the fact that paramedics found Donna Winger face down on the floor. If Mark cradled his wife in his arms, as he claimed, why would he put her face down? In the case file were three photographs of the crime scene shot before the victims were taken to the hospital. The bodies were not in the position Mark originally described. When you look at the pictures, Roger's head is facing the same direction as Donna's head. So it's not uh, possible that he fell backwards, as Mark had repeatedly uh, stated uh, during interviews. The photographs of the death scene were never compared to the statements Winger had made to the police. And I thought, they'll read my report and they'll find the pictures have been placed in evidence. And they'll find them either that night or the next morning. But they never did. The final straw may have been the multi-million dollar lawsuit Mark Winger filed against the transportation company that employed Roger Harrington. Police decided to reopen their investigation. 
and called in some of the world's best forensic scientists to help. Four years after the shooting, police in Springfield, Illinois, took a closer look into what really happened that day between Mark Winger, Roger Harrington, and Donna Winger. Mark Winger told police that he ran down this hallway and saw Roger Harrington facing him, kneeling on the floor, striking his wife with a hammer. Winger says he shot Harrington twice in the head. But the physical evidence contradicted this story. Ballistic tests on Winger's pistol showed that shells are ejected back to the right. Mark Winger, when he told us that he fired that first shot, he indicated he was standing in his hallway. Therefore, that shell casing could not have landed where we found it in the dining room. And there was evidence Roger Harrington's body had been moved before the second shot was fired. On the floor were two separate pools of Roger Harrington's blood. The smaller pool was where he was shot the first time. Later, he was turned over and shot again. That's where he was at rest the longest. In that larger pool of blood, what's in it? A bullet. A 45 caliber semi-automatic projectile. This was consistent with the next-door neighbor's story that she heard one shot, then a long pause before hearing a second shot. To analyze the blood spatter, police turned to world-renowned forensic bloodstain pattern analyst Tom Bevel. In the uh, Winger case, we were taking the physical evidence and ultimately comparing it against the statements that were given by Mark Winger. First, if Roger Harrington had been striking Donna Winger, traces of Donna's blood would have been on his shirt. But the only blood on Harrington's shirt was his own. Second, Winger's story that Harrington fell backwards after he was shot was not only inconsistent with the crime scene photographs, it was physically impossible. He would literally have to either do a backflip or levitate or some sort of a circus act in order to get uh, his feet pointing away from her body as well as the length of his body, his height, also away from her. This is real life. This is not the movies. When you get shot, a lot of times when people get shot on the movies and these very violent movies, people get blown backwards. Their body, whole body gets up and moves. Finally, the blood spatter evidence shows that whomever struck Donna Winger did so from an entirely different location than the one Mark described. When a person is hit with an object, it produces what is called cast-off blood spatter. Blood is being cast off in the direction that I'm swinging, and if there's a close enough uh, object, it'll go, for example, to a wall, or if it's swinging hard enough, it may go to a ceiling. The cast-off blood spatter of Donna's blood on the walls and ceilings shows that Donna had walked down the hall towards the dining room, stopped, then turned towards the front door as if trying to get away, and was attacked from behind. A single, elongated cast-off blood spatter of Donna's blood, identified as stain number seven, was on Mark Winger's right sleeve. 
Bevel says this proves Mark Winger was closer to Donna during the attack than he admitted. Which then makes it much more consistent that he is the person that is delivering the blows versus Harrington. And police found evidence that Mark Winger had invited Roger Harrington to come over to his house that day. Harrington's roommates told investigators that Mark Winger called Harrington at home, gave Harrington his address and the time for the meeting, 4.30. Corroborating that was a note found in Harrington's car with the Winger's home address and the time, 4.30. Roger Harrington's family hoped that a court of law would vindicate their son and convict the man they always believed was responsible for Donna Winger's death. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In 1995, investigators called Mark Winger a hero for fatally shooting an intruder who he claimed was attacking his wife. Four years later, there was a dramatic change of opinion, and Mark Winger was charged with the murder of both Roger Harrington and his own wife, Donna. This is exactly the sort of a plot that a fiction writer would love to uh, work up. Uh, as is often said, uh, you know, uh, reality is stranger than fiction, and, and in this case, I'd almost say that uh, fits the bill. The motive was partially financial. Donna had $200,000 worth of life insurance, and Mark was suing the shuttle bus company as well. He made the mistake of being just a little too greedy. He had the perfect crime, and he blew it because he wanted to press forward and see if he can get more money. And Mark's mistress, Deanne Schultz, told prosecutors that Mark no longer wanted Donna as his wife. Donna's bizarre trip with shuttle van driver Roger Harrington gave Mark the perfect setup he needed to commit murder. According to Deanne, as soon as Mark got the story about the trip, he knew that was the guy. And then set things in motion to get him inside his house. After Harrington was suspended from his job, the evidence shows that Mark called Harrington, inviting him over to discuss the matter with the hope of settling it amicably. Harrington showed up at 4.30, the time he wrote on his note and walked in with his coffee cup and cigarettes. These are hardly the weapons of a psychotic killer. Prosecutors believe Mark Winger walked Harrington to the refrigerator, possibly to see Donna's note. Mark then pulled the gun, ordered Harrington to his knees, and fired a single shot into his head. The next-door neighbor heard that shot. So did Donna Winger. She turned towards the front door. 
Mark hit her with the hammer, causing the cast-off blood spatter in an area inconsistent with his statement to police. Then Winger called 911. It's a man still in your house. Yes, he's laying there on the floor with a bullet in his head. Did you shoot him? Yes, I shot him. He was killing my wife. But during the call, Winger realized Harrington was still alive. Instead of going to his daughter's room, Winger turned Harrington over and shot him a second time. The neighbor heard this second shot five minutes after the first one. He finished him off. He executed him. On both occasions, he shot him in the head both times. But that last one ensured that Roger Harrington did not survive. I also have a woman Moments later, the dispatcher called back. Yes, what? Winger? Yes, yes. This is the police department. We've got officers en route. I need to know what's going on there. My wife is dying on the floor. Wait, is she still alive? I think so. The police photographs taken as paramedics arrived showed Roger Harrington's feet pointed in the same direction as Donna's, inconsistent with her husband's story. A picture's worth a thousand words. It shows the thousand words Mark gave us aren't correct. They're a lie. Although Mark Winger maintained his innocence, he was tried and convicted of the two murders and sentenced to life in prison without parole. The forensic evidence proved Roger Harrington was not a killer, but an innocent victim caught in the middle of a diabolical scheme of murder. The forensics are absolutely crucial. Roger has been the villain, and Mark has been the hero. Uh, and now we, we come to find out that uh, Harrington's name has been uh, unjustifiably smeared. The beauty of forensic evidence, and I say this many times, the beauty of a fingerprint, the beauty of DNA, is it doesn't have an interest, bias, a prejudice, or a motive. It is what it is. And that constant of the forensics in this case showed the other evidence for what it was. It let it be a building block to show the judge and the jury, our community, what happened. And I was thankful that we had it. Yeah, thank you, Tom Bevel. <laughs> I mean, I hope someday I can meet you face to face. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.